You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I'm one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs because we got a lot of show to get to today. And I will throw it to my friend and my co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Candice. You know me on all social media. It's not so newlywed PC. Happy Spooktober. It's Halloween. Okay. Tis the season. And we got a lot to get through because um, we're going to do some dragging of the moaning mulattoes today. Um, yeah. You know, if if you I are, I had to come off mute. Did you just say moaning mulattoes? Yeah, like moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. <laughs> you, oh, all right, man. All right, let's go, let's go with the damn show. I'm sick of you already. <laughs> all right. Um, we got a good lineup. All the shows were good. Blacking Chicago is back in the fold, back in the mix. And y'all, listen, I just uh, what's his name? Webby. Y'all got some names on y'all, boy. Y'all put some names on them, baby, for forever. And Nola Glenda. Nola Glenda sound like the Creole Witch of the West. That sounds like some shit. Nola like some Glenda shit. the Good Witch. Okay. That sounds like, some, some, sound like some shit your Mima will like whip out for Thanksgiving and shit. Y'all put some names on them babies, boy. Y'all put some for names on them children. Which Y'all really named that baby before. You know what? Never mind. Forever. Y'all did. But and and y'all might say, well, y'all being anti-black because black black white people named their baby apple orange. We ain't talking romaine, about white people right now. Romaine <laughs> lettuce, Caesar dressing, Caesar salad, lentils. White people name their babies everything. Why we can't name our babies everything? You name that baby forever. Listen, Come I don't on. give a damn about white people right now. We talking about some niggas, and these niggas named that baby forever. And Why? Nola Glenda. Why would you do that? Why? Nola Glenda Bay. The shit don't even have a, uh, it don't, it's not even fluid. You tripping Nola over Glenda. your tongue to say it. Call that, that baby got three non-rhyming first names. Which, let's go ahead and jump into Black Ink Chicago because, um, I got a few things. What? I got a question, and I, we might as well get it out the way and get it out the way now. It's good to see Kitty, but why are you here? You are not a tattoo artist. You are you during the pandemic. You went back to DC and started working on your makeup brand, your makeup line. Which you're a beautiful girl. Your makeup and hair always look fantastic. Well, your makeup, your hair sometimes could be questionable, but that's that DC <laughs> shit in you. That's the DC in you, yeah. but. Why do you keep putting your life on hold to come and be a part of tattoo franchises that you have no vested interest in? And that you're always in some mess, as we see from the previews for the season, you're getting back into it with Ryan again. Ryan and fucking Charmaine. Why? You are not a tattoo artist. You do not know how to fully run a tattoo shop. You are not financially vested in either of these people's uh, businesses. Why are you here? It's not giving what you think it gives, kid. And you're not being a good brand ambassador. So what are you doing? Right. Also, you being be a brand ambassador of mess, that's what you're doing. Exactly. A bland invest, 
ambassador, everything bland. bland you ain't, <laughs> all right. You ain't doing nothing spectacular here. Um, also, again, rest in paradise to Fly, who during the pandemic, um, he committed suicide. Uh, he was a really bright and upcoming tattoo artist. And again, we can't say enough that the lasting effects of this pandemic we have yet to see like how it affected people mentally um we're starting to see the effects of people who were affected physically by covid the long covid effects um this is going to have a very very negative outcome on so many people even moving forward yep which we'll also talk about this when we get to um Love and marriage Huntsville. Because again, we see what the pandemic, you know, the toll that it even took on people like Marceau. But I got a, I got a theory about that, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charmaine has had a, I, I'm not team Charmaine. Her history on this show it's, over it's the many seasons, she is also always creating chaos and foolishness. She tried to do have a coupe de tie of nine mag with van big ass. Which can we just just side park it right here and say that I'm so glad that van is not on no longer on the show. You are so lucky Van Johnson ain't on this show. Instead, put Juan Dixon there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might as well come here. You know what? I was going to say Never something mind. extremely, okay. extremely rude. <laughs> well, let it fly. I mean. Come on. I mean, since he ain't marrying Robin no time soon, he might as well come here, come here in Chicago and cheat shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but Charmaine has suffered a lot of loss. In this time, and I am so, so sorry that you have had to experience that, Charmaine. We send our heartfelt thoughts and wishes out to you because you have lost both parents back to back. Your mom to a heart attack, your dad to cancer. So the fact that you even have the mental wearing thought to get up and be able to do this show, continue to work, be a mom, be a wife. I tip my hat to you because you have really taken some ginormous hits in your personal life. Yeah. It's like we, you know, we rightfully, you know, call you a bozo when you've been a bozo, which you have, but we can separate that from you going through some real shit. Yeah. So we continue to send you nothing but positive thoughts, prayers, wishes well-beings and everything else because it's been a it's been tough for you and and we hate to see that um don you look good he does he does you look good you still fine and ashley you still fucking ashley (laughs) (laughs) i will i think i thought her wig Wiz got better in the confessional. Not in, not in like while it was out, but like in the confessional, she looked decent. Not good, but just you know decent. She is 
fucking stupid. And he is fucking stupid because <laughs> you telling us that this uh the pandemic brought y'all closer together, but you're also in the same breath saying you still you and Ashley still are not on the same page. So is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Right. Like those y'all are two opposite had, things. Y'all have had all pandemic to do virtual uh marital counseling and get on the same page and start rebuilding trust. And you still have not. This this is my problem with 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 niggas. Then I'm I'm being gender neutral. Y'all waste too much fucking time. I don't know if y'all caught up in fucking nostalgia or what, but y'all are not happy. And have not been for quite some time. And y'all are still trying to stick it out because y'all are too afraid to be alone and rebuild separately. Which is. I mean, I can't even miss words. It's, it's stupid. It's very stupid. Because y'all, However, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, friend. Because I was gonna say, like this, it's not cute, y'all sticking it out for the family. Because nobody wins when the family feuds. Absolutely. But congratulations to to Don for opening up his own gym. I'm glad to see you starting to separate yourself and your identity from Nine Mag and the. Uh, in the old high school days when y'all was all kicking it in the shop. You've got to build something for yourself. Tattooing has never been your thing. You are phenomenal at things related to physical fitness. As we can see, you started competitive bodybuilding and you look wonderful. Um, you, you had a little panic attack and had to go to the hospital. Ain't nothing wrong with you except for you and that fucking, that marriage is holding you back. <laughs> when your wife your biggest hater <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with you except your marriage is your biggest stressor same thing for Ashley I'm sure she have a lot of sleepless nights trying to keep piece that goddamn marriage together it's like a broken mirror y'all keep trying to hot glue the shit back together and it keep breaking cracks every fucking where right. let it go but let this gym let it go but the gym is a phenomenal idea yeah. And you look, you look good. For forever fucking stupid. <laughs> Potential show title. <laughs> you are forever fucking stupid. You went to Dallas during the pandemic. No big deal. Met a woman. No big deal. Y'all laid up, played up, shacked up, fucked up all during the pandemic. No big deal. But y'all was not having no form of protective sex. And now I, she pregnant and y'all can't stand each fucking other. Why? Why do y'all do that? Why do y'all think, do that? Thinking with the head on that, thinking with the head below and not the head above. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Like, I just want to, like, what is the thought process of, like, because for, like, I mean, shit, if we've been, you have not had a successful, healthy relationship ever, ever on this show, ever. So, like, what would compel you? Well, again, I just answered my own question earlier, but like, what would compel you to, like, just keep doing it again? Like, nigga, you. You, you're, you, that girl is whole ass pregnant. A whole ass baby human is growing inside of her. And you 
and her can't see eye to eye when you have something that in theory should bring y'all eye to eye which is the fact that y'all y'all are bringing into the world an entire life that both of you are responsible for y'all having a whole baby together and nobody in y'all circle know whether y'all together or not that is mm. Mm. i always say this people talk about how sacred marriage is but to me having kids is more sacred than marriage because you could divorce a motherfucker whenever you feel like it you know what that's a good point it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off that it ain't nothing to cut that nigga off that's true marriages are not forever if they happy they can be forever true but you can get divorced Mm -hmm. kids are forever it might be a process to get divorced, but you can get divorced. Kids are forever. You can't divorce a kid unless you're more jizzle, but you know. Yeah, you will. <laughs> or that DJ Coop nigga that was getting dragged on Twitter today. That, mm. But mm. Mm. but once you start having kids, y'all are y'all are tied together forever. And y'all have to move in the best interest of that kid at all times. So for me, I would believe that you would take preventative measures to keep from jumping into parenthood too soon to make sure y'all have the same thoughts and ideas when it comes to relationships and raising kids. Y'all yep. do not see eye to eye on fucking nothing. And at you all. talking about I'd rather co-parent happily than be miserable together. That should have been your thought process before you was raw dicking this girl. Hello. You are too fucking old to be stupid. Forever you are in stupid. your 30s. You're a, gr <laughs> you're a grown not, ass man. We are not talking about no teenagers and early 20s people. You are a 30 plus year old man who should understand that unprotected sex can lead to babies. You right. have gone and got this girl pregnant, and now you don't know if you want to be with her. Get the and fuck not out only, of here. Not and Miss Thomas, you not, too. You stupid too. Yes. Now, let me add this right, right quick. And it's not only that, like, for you have, like, literal direct reference to this type of situation with your goddamn own brother Ashley. So, like, nigga, <laughs> like, what? Stupid. Very stupid. But I know somebody dumber than you. Oh, Ryan Henry. Ryan Henry. Nigga. Oh, it's the audacity of him for me. The audacity of you to sit on this fucking show and say that fucking your best friend since high school's baby mama while they was together and he was battling cancer and getting caught made you a better man. If it takes that type of shit to make you a better man, you will never be a fucking better man. Mm. You will never be a better man. Appreciate it should never take something that fucking drastic, dramatic, chaotic, and trifling to make you a better person when therapy was right there. And if I may add to that, if I may add to that, friend, um, Ryan, you was already going through hell and hot water before this. So that stuff before wasn't enough to make you a better man. It took you always you. getting caught with your dick out. So right. So like 
this was the like this. I mean, granted, you you truly did some despicable shit to be perfectly goddamn honest, but it took you doing this to realize you needed to be a better man when you was fucking up even before this. Niggas, boy. Niggas, niggas, niggas. Niggas. Niggers. And then the nerve of you, first of all, you waited until you got caught and put on blast all across social media to get a fucking therapist when you should have been had when something been fucking wrong with you. And then you had a nerve to be mad at your best friend for put bringing the shit to social media. You don't get to violate somebody in that capacity and then try to dictate how they react to the disrespect. This is something we say with the other shows, especially with the housewives shows. You don't get to dictate how people respond to your disrespect. Literally was just about to say that we talked about this last night on the Patreon, which if you haven't, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Patreon. And just, Dude, just for the $5 level, you will get me and Candace being even more pieces of shit behind the paywall. Yeah, um, because that's where we discuss life after lockup. That's where we're discussing uh, marriage boot camp, hip hop edition. And that's where we'll be discussing ready to love DC where everybody looks like a fucking scammer and criminal. Correct. Back DC. to our show. DC, DC, <laughs> these niggas ugly. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> these niggas in jail. <laughs> Where they look like they, you know. Anyway, um, but yeah, like, like when, like when he had to sit down with Anthony and was like, Anthony can play dumb all he want, but he know what he did. Like, nigga, if you was so mad about him talking about now I will say Anthony was full of shit talking about Rachel was the only person that he could that he could talk to. But but I'm not policing him doing that because nigga Ryan shouldn't have done what the fuck he did. Like you can't go low with somebody and then when they go to hell you gonna want to get mad. You should have thought about that and kept your dick in your pants first, and we wouldn't be here. First of all the fact that all Anthony did was talk to Rachel about what the fuck you did, you got the better end of the stick because he should have been trying to stick dick to Rachel. I, come on. <laughs> come the way on, you cause. stuck dick to his baby mama. Because uh, listen. And yes, I, I want Anthony to stand up in the fact that he knew that telling Rachel this would be the nail in the coffin to you and Rachel's romantic dealings. And he punched you right where it fucking hurt the most. Yeah. I do want him to stand up in that, but it's absolutely what the fuck Ryan deserves. It's absolutely what Ryan deserves and worse. Yeah. Because like I said, (laughs) hold on, friend. He said when Rachel found out, Rachel wouldn't let him see the kids. Of course, Rachel would use the kids against Ryan for some shit that have nothing to do with the kids. Absolutely, she would. But I don't. I don't feel sorry for Ryan. It's what he deserved. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you should have been stopped fucking playing in Rachel's face. We have seen you beg this girl for 99 chances to take you back. And every time you didn't fucked up 101 times. Mm -hmm. So, yes, she thinks the worst of you. Yes, what you did is fucking psychopathic. Only a fucking psychopath would, would willingly, with eyes wide open, go fuck their best friend since high school, baby mama, while they're still together and your best friend is battling cancer. And you are the godfather of his child with said woman. I think that's that right there is the one. Like, bro, this is this is you are the godfather. 
to this man children and you did like bro you are you, you a are fucking a, psychopath yeah like you really are and you, like, you definitely give sociopath behavior absolutely because listen like you said you got you, the audacity of you to be mad because you because listen if i was anthony i would have been sticking some dick in rachel like you stuck you you punched him in the gut i would have been in rachel's goods <laughs> shit yeah you are fucking ridiculous and you deserve everything you're getting. Yeah. I don't know what you what you want me to say about that. Right? Like I like is it, I don't funny. feel sorry for you. I feel like you deserve worse to be honest. Yeah. Like it's funny cuz we do, we say the same stuff about our uh, seeds when he trying to rebrand like he a better person and shit. Mm-mm. And he ain't. And you not. And he ain't. And neither are you, Ryan. You a terrible person. You a terrible friend. And I understand these people fucking around with you to get a check from the show, but you could tell they not, none of them as close as they was like him for and Don. They not as close as they once was. Yeah. I agree. And rightfully so. Cause that's some shit that would make me side eye you if we was friends. Mm-hmm. If not worse. Because my thing is, all of the women that I know are in Ryan's DMs across all social media platforms throwing nothing but pure pussy at at Ryan. I'm talking about pure pussy. Legs wide the fuck open. The potentest of pussy, if you will. The pinnacle of pussy is in Ryan's DMs. Top notch. The most, not the lesser. And you You chose. chose to fuck anthony's baby mama you are a fucking sociopath you are a fucking sociopath and i'm I'm not gonna act like you not correct loser but that was episode one and it looked like it's gonna get super messy and i'm glad to see chicago back I'm yeah. glad to see it back. This is the between the the uh the Black Ink franchises, this is the most attractive one. Yeah. So welcome back. And Which also, I wonder if Compton is 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 being filmed again. I wonder if they got a second season. Cause they kind of been mm, going for a minute. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I also want to say uh welcome back, Chicago, and uh no Jess. Well, remember in that little special they had, uh, Charmaine and just had it out. And Charmaine was like, bitch, you was talking about me behind my back. Oh, she was? See, I didn't watch the special. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> that, is, that would explain why she's no longer here then. <laughs> well, friend, where are we going from here? Because it's messy in every fucking direction. Uh, Do we want to go Huntsville? Do we want to go... Let's get Potomac out the way. Let's head down over to Potomac to discuss the mulatto, the, the mulatto tears, the Mopin mulattoes, Mopin because mulattoes. I have some opinions. First things first, Giselle, nobody cares that you, your manless ass is not coming on this trip. I don't know what blow you thought you was dealing to Wendy by saying, I don't like the way I was invited. I'm not coming. You don't have a man. We don't care. <laughs> nobody nobody wanted to see you sit around and, and watch couples have fun. 
<laughs> and talk about them behind their back. We literally didn't care. I didn't want to see Robin on this trip because Juan and Robin are not on the same page. I don't care how much faking she does. We didn't want to see see y'all sitting around acting like roommates. <laughs> Honestly, that's all there is, to be honest. Nobody wanted to see that shit, so that didn't hurt my feelings. But I, I want to get, I want to get to the, uh, to to the big show. There's no point in us holding back. I don't give a fuck about Mia's mama being an absentee fucking crackhead, and I don't know why y'all are trying to make this the line in the sand when we have literally seen people on this show say worse, do worse, Candace included, Ashley included, motherfucking Giselle and Robin included. Y'all have crossed far worse boundaries than Candace saying yo mama, and I don't like Candace. But y'all have y'all are talking about oh her mouth is so nasty her mouth is a garbage can. This the same fucking Candace y'all had last season who was antagonizing Monique and inviting her to fucking fight. The same mm. exact version. So what makes this Candace so different this season? Is it because she's antagonizing another mixed race black woman? Mm. Because when she was doing this to Monique, y'all was talking about it don't matter if that's if Candace was antagonizing her and saying foul shit to Monique. That's just Candace. We all know that's just Candace. We know how Candace mouth is. But this season is, oh my God, Candace mouth is so mean. She's so nasty. She's so disrespectful. What are we doing here? Because this is the same exact Candace. Nothing different. What are we doing here? Let's have a let's have a come to Jesus moment. Y'all did not care about Candace behaving the way she did because y'all wanted Monique out. And it and Monique is a dark-skinned woman. And I've already come to the conclusion that the two that the two green-eyed bozos that Goblin and Greasy do not <laughs> care. <laughs> do not care for darker-skinned black women on this show having a foot up on them. I'm just saying. Candace Goblin no degrees are gonna be crying. <laughs> this ain't these this ain't no different Candace than we've been seeing. Now her mouth is so fucking awful because she coming at Mia, who is another tragic mulatto. And also, where did y'all grow up where y'all cannot handle a well-placed yo mama? With your dumb ass, bitch, your mama. With your ugly ass, bitch, your mama. With your fat ass, bitch, your mama. Like, come on. Can we can we really cut the fucking shenanigans? Like, can we cut the fucking shenanigans? Candace, in no form or fashion, was saying, when she said, yo, mama, was she picking at the fact that Mia had a strained relationship with her mama? Hell, she didn't even know when she said that at the backyard cookout. She didn't know shit about Mia's mama. That was a that was a very regular back in the day clapback. Low budget ass video, girl. Your mama low budget. It ain't like Candace was like, girl, yo, low budget ass, crackhead ass, absentee ass, stupid ass, broke ass, don't know who your daddy ass ass mama. She just she just said your mama low budget. Come on now, y'all playing in our face. 
just like y'all played in our face when you when y'all told us that just because Candace told Monique to drag her, that didn't mean Monique had to drag her. Candace, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I wanna I, I side with you. Let me say this. I side with you in this in this battle with between you and Mia. But it's also what you deserve because you did all of this performing after you and Monique got into that shoving match because that wasn't a real fight. You ain't get your ass whipped. You got your hair tugged. But you did all that performing talking about if Monique comes back, you leaving the show. If she gets her champagne glass, you're not coming back. It's either you or her. If she left, and they brought somebody on 10 times worse to antagonize you. It's what you fucking deserve. Because you wouldn't be dealing with this if you and Monique had sat down and fleshed y'all issues out without involving the cops and lawyers and all that in court and shit. Now you now you looking like the fucking uh the big bad wolf. Now you looking like Baba Yaga on here, like you looking like the John Wick of Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> Because you wanted Monique gone so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's what John, you deserve. The John Wicker, if you will. <laughs> now you now you the bad guy. Now you the devil. It's it it is what it is. It just is. Also, Mia, you sitting around calling somebody broke bitches when it you literally have what you have and have attained the things that you have because that man plucked your ass out the strip club and gave you a new life. Baby, you was shaking titty ass pussy and musty armpits until that man <laughs> came with his weirdo ass, came and plucked Must you out the goddamn strip club. And he's a fucking weirdo sitting in front of all these black women talking about, I prefer a Becky with the good hair. That is fucking weird. He think he's too short. Um, he was giving me sexual assault vibes too. Uh, first of all, I want to say this has been an excellent dragon. Uh, well done, friend. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to you. I want I want you to get a piece too. You uh, I mean, you said everything I was going to say. Uh, that was well done. I was just sitting back here and all. Uh, listen, sometimes you got to just you you, you got to throw the alley and let your friend dunk it. Um, but I. <laughs> It's funny because I just find it funny how, like this thing with Mia is the line in the sand. Like, if, like harkening back to one of your points, like, bro, we saw motherfucking Candace. Now, granted, it's fuck actually all day every day, but we literally saw this woman talking about Ashley's pregnancy while she was whole ass pregnant. Talking just being just the vilest motherfucker and i ain't see not nearly as much as this grandstanding and performing y'all doing with this shit about her mouth with this shit with me like i'm sorry but i can't really give a fuck about me or mama because me don't give a fuck about me or mama she literally brought her on this on this show for a storyline because she has no storyline like the only thing she has is using her mama for for airtime and trying to cozy up to the, to greasy and gobbly, the, the greasy the greasy eyed bandits. Like that's literally her whole storyline. So I'm not finna perform a grandstand because honestly, all these motherfuckers is bozos. And speaking of and speaking of which, I am sick and tired of Ashley and Candace going back and forth 
about <laughs> about who is the bigger bit, who, who about who is the bigger slave uh uh slave slave dweller, because both of you married white men. Now, granted, I like Chris, but he is still a white man. So, like, what are we really doing? What is we performing in the battle of the <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. The battle of the bed went. <laughs> you knew I would go. That's the fucking show title right there. Battle of the Bed Winches. <laughs> that didn't sound right coming from me, so that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> but seriously, like, what are we really doing here? Like, I, I was just watching this damn episode... I mean, and I ain't gonna get no better tonight from the previews of, of tonight's episode. But I'm just sitting here looking like, what is we really doing? Like, what is like, what is all this? Like, I'll tell you one damn thing. This is what I know, though. This is what I know. Better not be no goddamn after-school special about the the image of black women and we need to stop the violence and Black Lives Matter and all that other shit that y'all did with that damn shoving match from <laughs> shoving match and like. I'm tired of talking about that shit, but the fact that so much of the performing, even in this season, is because of a fight that happened two got a uh, uh, fight air quote that happened two goddamn years ago. Like, if I see and one of you motherfuckers, <clears throat> if I see and one of you motherfuckers talking about the image of black women over this shit here, I know some. I know some. Cause y'all really played about goddamn face for two motherfucking years. Nigga, this is the same goddamn Candace that was uh begging a pregnant Monique to drag her. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? All you motherfuckers is stupid. Very and stupid. And Andy don't and and don't bring me back on this goddamn show no more. Can I also be honest about this? Y'all are acting like Candace throwing some fucking romaine lettuce is like throwing a fucking punch to somebody's face. Y'all continue to play in my fucking face. Y'all can continue to over-exaggerate shit that is not that serious. It was some fucking lettuce. She, she, she the one being violent this time by throwing some iceberg lettuce, some bag salad mix. <laughs> it's fucking lettuce. It got slung <laughs> over the counter. <laughs> am, am i don't am i being am i being unfair friend because y'all acting like she went and slapped the shit out of mia was it was it messy and dramatic what was it out of bounds sure was it akin to punching somebody in their goddamn mouth not even close it's not the same it, it is not the same thing i will say that but i think <laughs> i think in I think there's a way to say that Candace is violent without using that as an example. You can say that her behavior, not just here, but continuously throughout her time on the season has been violent, has been, you know, alt- uh, has been would, confrontational, has been a lot of things. Like, I think yeah, that's the would, point I people are trying that, to I make. Wouldn't even, oh, I wouldn't even call her violent friend. I would say that she... She is. She has abusive behavior, which she gets from she, her mama. She is. She is verbally, mentally, and emotionally abusive to people. 
And in turn, that behavior can lend itself to people wanting to get physically violent with her or physically abusive with her. But yeah. in, in all honesty, Candace has, has never initiated no fucking, no fucking physical fights, but Candace uses her the, mouth like punches. Yeah, the closest she got to like, like physical violence, not counting that fight is when she had that knife in Ashley's face. Yeah, that's oh like, yeah, the butter knife. Yeah, that, and that's the closest you got. But that doesn't negate, like you say, yeah. like her being abusive towards other people. It doesn't negate it. And I think that's yeah. the point people are trying to make because we've been saying that. We've been that, saying that. We said yeah. it all last season that she was that she was verbally, you know, prodding at Monique until Monique took, you know, took her bait. That yeah. is her thing. She cannot fight, so she will not physically start a fight, but she will poke and poke and poke and poke until you attack her, then she will play the victim. Yeah. However, this time she's not really being given a chance because the tables have turned and me is the one doing the poking, 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 poking. Mm-hmm. And me is wrong. And I have a problem with y'all being so scared to call me out because if I just meet you friend, let's say we just meet, you invite me to something that you're having if the first thing I do when I get to your event is go up to one of your family members and strike up a conversation about your finances, about your spouse in a negative manner, I am not looking to build a healthy and meaningful relationship with you. I am looking to create discourse. And I just want Mia to stand up in the fact that she came to be messy and now Candace is returning that energy tenfold and she cannot handle it. And yes, I do think Candace is, is aiming a lot of her vitriol at Mia because she can't go toe-to-toe with her mama and she can't go toe-to-toe with Robin and Giselle who also participated in that conversation with Dorothy. But she's never going to win a battle against Robin and Giselle. Right. She could have if she wasn't fucking stupid. Like if, and, if Monique or, was still there. Right. That's exactly where I was going. But by herself single-handedly, especially since she kind of alienated herself from Karen because Karen wouldn't wouldn't choose sides when her and Monique got into it. She's she's a one-woman band. Yeah. She cannot go toe-to-toe with Robin and Giselle. She, we have seen numerous times that she cannot go toe-to-toe with her own mama. And yeah, that's a conversation I'll... that needs to be had. Candace need to drag her mama for filth and get it off her chest and call it a day. Cuss your mama the fuck out, block her from everything, and go on about your day. Especially now that y'all, both you, neither, well, honestly, just you, because Chris and I already said he has your mama for a damn thing. But especially now that you are financially independent of your mama, she can't hold that shit over your head no more, girl. Tell her to go to hell. <laughs> shit. I would absolutely cuss my mama out for what she did at that video shoot. I would say, listen, until you learn how to love me and respect me and be supportive of me and not always be in the background working against me, especially amongst a group of women who who look for anything to try to down me about, I don't want anything to do with your miserable ass. And somebody made a good point too. And I'm like, hey, we got to call a spade a spade. 
yo, Candace mama about as fucked up as me and mama is because you still, Miss Dorothy, we ain't forget that you had a meltdown because Candace and brother invited her half brother who was an outside baby in your marriage to Candace daddy. Right. You had a fucking meltdown that that girl invited her father and half brother. Yeah. That's why Candace is the way that she is because Dorothy is so fucked up. While also having the nerve to be a therapist. Mia's husband is creepy. And I did laugh when Candace said, come get your hoe and feed her. Tell your <laughs> pimp to come get your hoe and feed her. It was fucking hilarious. And again, don't fucking go to Ashley talking about me because I don't fuck with Ashley. Ashley, for somebody whose husband has had multiple sexual assault allegations against him by by the production and, and staff on the show, you would like to shut the fuck up. Because not only does Michael Darby uh, cheat on you incessantly, he, he has been accused of sexual assault multiple times. Mom should be the word for you, you big wide forehead busted nose bitch. Goddamn sitting over there looking like the brain. Which, since we're here. Megamine, um, Mega Darby, fuck out of here. <laughs> you so stupid. Uh, since we're here, uh, I, I, we've all seen it. Um, we might as well talk about it. Um, apparently they went through, or that lady, uh, is going to be a part of the uh, Housewives Potomac reunion, um, in some shape, form, or capacity, and that doesn't surprise me, honestly. Unfortunately, because of the simple fact that both Ashley and Michael Darby are still on the show. Absolutely. Uh, it sucks. Uh, like, well, shout out to my to, shout out to my friend uh, Amanda. Uh, happy birthday, friend! Uh, it sucks because uh, Amanda said this, and I agree that it's sad that that rap lady um, is continuing to be allowed to be celebrated and paraded like she isn't doing the shit that she's doing, and like she hasn't been doing the shit that she's been doing. Um, but it also just goes to show that for the most part, nobody truly gets counseled or held accountable if you have money, unfortunately. If you have money and connections, for the most part, you know, you probably won't face any consequences or exile for your heinous misdeeds as you should. So. Absolutely. So let us say this in advance. Because we watch this show and have been watching it since its inception, um, we will be watching the reunion. That doesn't that doesn't in any form or fashion mean we support that woman. That doesn't mean that we don't have a problem with Andy bringing that woman on the show, knowing the the legal ramifications that that lady and her husband are facing. But we finish what we start here. And yeah. since we have been watching this show all season, we will be discussing the reunion. Yeah. But that is that not is a support of her, her behavior, her husband, her husband's behavior, or how they are harassing and continuing to harm his victim. 
And we have, I speak out, we have spoken out and I speak out all the time about the fact that Ashley and Michael Darby should not be on this show after the countless sexual assault allegations against Michael Darby. Absolutely. So we just want to say that I don't care about that lady. I don't support that lady. I don't listen to that lady's music anymore. Even the shit that I did like at one point in time. But if she's going to be a part of the reunion, we're not going to let that deter us from finishing out the rest of the season. So, yeah, that's that. Um, tonight's show looked like it's going to be good. Ashley is going to be talking a fucking again when nobody asked her to. Uh, but Chris will be the voice of reason saying that he does hold his wife accountable behind closed doors and he stays out of women's fights. He don't stick his feet in beef between the women. He only has an issue when the husbands try to stick their feet in the beef between the women. And then he has to get in and get involved on behalf of his wife, which that's what you're supposed to do. Honestly, that's what he's always done since his inception on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Like the only time he comes to Candace's defense is like like with the whole with the Michael shit when when they was getting into it and because Michael was sticking his sticking his foot in the thing with with uh, Candace and Ashley and then that's when Chris was like hey I'll beat your ass old white cracker <laughs> like I'll beat your ass absolutely so. absolutely so where are we going to Salt Lake City. Uh, actually, let's say Salt Lake City for last. Let's go to Huntsville. Okay, let's go. Kick it off. Um, so I want to open this uh this dialogue and this conversation by saying this. Um, I, on the one hand, I am thankful. I, well, I don't want to say thankful, thankful because it's not like I know the next person, but. Um, it was good to see Marcel finally opening up, opening up about something that honestly I feel like we kind of have been seeing for a very long time. And that, uh, as you were talking about earlier when we was uh, talking about Black Ink, um, that the pandemic um, has affected him, uh, has affected his mental health, uh, has um, uh, caused him to go into a place that he is um, both on. Um, unfamiliar with and uncomfortable with uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I was happy to see him admit that and acknowledge that, but in the same breath, I was disappointed yet unsurprised at his flat out refusal to do something about it when Maurice uh, very candidly and very openly supportively said, hey, Therapy is 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 challenging. It's you know difficult, especially for us. You know, especially for black men. But I will, I will, um, I will walk that journey through with you. I thought it was very um, nice, very kind, and very earnest of Maurice. And then I'm also saying, no, I'm not doing that. And I just thought that was it's it's his right. It's his choice. It's, it absolutely is his right and choice. But I was very disappointed. Um, and I felt bad for Maurice because that is something that, especially as black men, we need to do more of is, you know, we talk about the sense of community is have, you know, each other's back in a very healthy, non, um, what's the word, non-problematic way. And then Marcel just said, fuck that shit. So, uh, 
good on you for admitting you have a problem on um, Marcel, but I ain't got enough for you if you refuse to do nothing about that problem, especially when you have someone that looks exactly like you being supportive and emotionally intelligent and supportive and you just shut them out. So that's all I got on that. Uh, so here I come with my messy ass. <laughs> After I give that heart. <laughs> so the blogs are saying the- that Marceau's outside baby is all but confirmed at this point. And mm. a part of me feel like he could be throwing this depression shit out there to get ahead of that as it's about to be a shit storm. Mm. They're it saying that this outside baby is with Tisha's former hairstylist. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. And I sent Jeremy a video last night where Marceau is calling Tisha a cheater. So some shit is trying to blow up. It's boiling under the surface, mm. but it's coming. And I feel like this the, this whole spin on depression, because you cannot claim, well, you can. Let me say that. Let me walk that back. There are a lot of people who deal with depression who feel like they don't actually need help. And that it'll just go away on its own. Yeah. It'll resolve itself. So it's not uncommon to see people be unwilling to get help the way Marceau is. Especially black men. Especially black men. But it also, there's an added level of convenience that this is all coming out when it the, the rumors are bubbling and brewing that there is actually an outside baby. And then he's making videos claiming that Tisha, with her cheating ass, he hired an investigator and shit like that. I don't know if he was joking or not, but if you know that there has been some some discourse in your marriage, that's not something I would get on social media and joke about in any capacity. So it kind of looked like he's being strategic and getting in front of this this outside baby stuff. It was surprising. It was surprising. Now, um. Good God, Mel, don't ever act, don't ever go to somebody from a business standpoint and ask to do business with them and then go ghost. That's fucking rude. You went to Tiffany, you went to Tiffany talking about getting some interns and this, that, and the third, and then ghosted her. Right. And what are you so busy doing? It can't be making good music. <laughs> you can't sing. Ah. You can't sing, Mariah Scary. <laughs> you can't hold a note. <laughs> you cannot do shit, Patty LaHale. <laughs> Shitty Houston. Don't nobody want to hear that shit, Gladys Sykes. Leave us alone. Leave us alone with that music shit. Leave us the fuck alone. Listen, if you want to drag Martel shit, write, have a journal or something, but don't get write your ass Write a poem, in the bitch. Don't get give your ass some, in the booth. Give us something new, Maya Angelou. Maya and Showtime. Showtime. You get on my last damn nerve. <laughs> Go write a poem, Langston Snooze. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you are. 
I'm just so busy doing what? Don't do not get in there, booth, Felicia Keys. Alicia, please. At least she could play an instrument. You can't even do nothing. <laughs> oh my God. But and also, oh, also real... before oh, we go, let's let's Tisha, why are you you are hell bent on having a problem with Kimmy and Kimmy be being fucking honest? Maybe Marceau, a lot of people who suffer from depression and mental health do not talk to their partners about it. They are embarrassed and ashamed of feeling like this. They're not open and honest with their partners about it. Why do you think that when we hear about a lot of, when we hear about people, married couples and one person committed suicide, what's the first thing the other, the spouse say, or the partner say, I didn't, I had no idea. I had no idea. This is a shock to me. I had no idea this was going on with them. Most people are really fucking good at covering up their mental health issues. They are really good at acting like nothing is going on. Everything is perfectly fine. It's business as usual. Life is great. They love life. They love their kids. So Kimmy's saying that maybe he just does not want to talk to you. It's not a slap in the face to you. We're talking about a woman who works in the medical field, not saying she's not a counselor or therapist, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but at some point you, you even see as a nurse, you see a lot of people with mental health issues coming through the hospital. You are hell bent on having a problem with this woman because you can't get your marriage under control. And not only that, like my thing is if Marceau isn't emotionally intelligent or, con or connected to talk about his feelings with you in general, what the hell make you think he's smart enough or emotionally intelligent enough to communicate something as big as depression to you? Like, 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 Sonny, if little Tommy <laughs> had two apples, like, girl, hell, you ain't that damn emotionally intelligent. So how you expect him to be? That part. Hell, y'all both got two goddamn rutabagas swirling around in y'all damn heads together. Like, girl, what the hell is wrong with you? That part. Uh, okay, but back to Mark. Now we're moving on to Mel and Martel. What is wrong with this nigga, man? <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna say this. What Martel was trying to say and what actually came out his mouth was two different fucking things. Mm -hmm. what he said to Lewis and what he said to Mel was two different fucking things. You had a valid point in that if Mel is so busy that the kids are mostly going to be with babysitters and caregivers that you should have first right at getting the kids in those times. I agree with that. If she's going to be so busy that she can't make some time out to actually parent and mommy. And I'm not taking nothing away from Mel's career endeavors, aside from the fact that she can't fucking sing. Because we see it, we see, we see men do this all the time and shit. Men go and, and handle their fucking business 
and it'd be somebody else with the kids. So if Mel is the one chasing the bag, especially since Martell is not making the money he once was when they was together, fine. Uh, ask Martell, do he want to get the kids or do you want him, do you, hey, Martell, I'm, I got a lot of stuff coming up. I got several shows, several appearances, several engagements to tend to. I was going to take the kids with me and the nanny, but I wanted to see if you wanted to get the kids instead of me taking them with me. Instead, you get in front of Mel and you basically paint her out to be a reckless fucking parent who lets anybody watch they fu- watch our fucking kids. Right. That's what I had a problem with. Then you talk about you let you let your brother keep her. You let my, my cousin kept her, your mama keeping her. First of all, bitch, your cousin had to watch your kids because you couldn't pick them up on time. That part. Like I'm like, I'm just trying to understand why you so fucking stupid. Exactly. And see, that's then that's why I said last week. Like, I like I know we were trying to, you know, have a little bit of reservation uh based on how they chopped up the previews, but in the back of my mind, I just knew like even if this nigga got a point, he just gonna squash it all the way, being fucking stupid. And then what the hell happened? Exactly, exactly how I called it. Motherfucker just had to be stupid because I'm sorry, but the audacity of this nigga to say to Mel that it seems like you're not putting the kids first. Excuse me, nigga. Excuse me. Pardon me for a second. The same nigga that while you was dicking and dodging with your side chick, Mel was actually raising the kids. Excuse me. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. You, you couldn't possibly, Martel Ho, you could not possibly be trying to insinuate that Mel is not putting kids first. If you wanted your kids to have a family unit, you could have stayed faithful in your marriage. And we can start an end there. But since you did not do that, these are the... Con- it's it's almost like these are the consequences of your own actions, Martel Hope. So you are going to have to adapt and adjust. Now, do I feel that, you know, you should, you know, have first right? Yeah, because I mean, regardless of, you know, I'm, well, not regardless, but yes, you did all that bullshit and you are paying for it and you absolutely deserve to pay for it. You are still those kids' father. So, yes, fuck you, but you do... I feel like that is fair. Like, hey, no shade to the babysitters, but let me have the kids if you busy. And if, you know, it's not possible for either me or you to have them, then let's, you know, get the babysitters and stuff involved. That will that is what a sensible person would have said. But Martel Holt is not a sensitive, a sensible person. That motherfucker basically sat up here and tried to call Mel a deadbeat mama, which nigga, nigga, nigga. And you know what else I had a problem with, friend? I got a problem with the I need to know who's around my kids and who's influencing them. Nigga, on the the previews for the rest of the season, your son is on camera saying he saw daddy going into a hotel with another woman. Don't tell me about no fucking influences on your fucking kids. You not even a good influence on your fucking kids. I'm saying like call Mel had to bring a therapist a male had to bring a therapist in last season to combat all of the fucking dysfunction you brought in your house in front of y'all kids. Your son was barely speaking to you. Your daughters are tired of hearing daddy yell and scream, but you want to talk about influences? Nigga, 
Shout out. Just dumb as hell. Just I'm telling you, just two just two sweet peas rolling around in that goddamn milk dud size ass head of yours. <laughs> two milk duds inside a milk dud. <laughs> <laughs> Milkception, if you dudception, if you will. Like just, just dumb as all hell. Just dumb as all hell. Nigga, it takes a nigga, even like even if you were male, we're still together. It takes a it takes a village to raise a child, nigga. And especially, it damn sure takes a village to raise a child or children now that you don't fucked up your damn home by doing the bullshit that you did. But I don't know who dodges accountability more, Martel Holder, Jen Shaw. Hell, it might be Lisa Barlow. But anyway. I'm um, about to get there. <laughs> but yeah, just dumb as hell. Just like if he, like I said, a sensible person would have said, Mel, I know you got a lot going on. Um, you know, you have, you know, different babysitters and stuff like that. And I would like to work together with you and them. I would just like to be the first call. Like, if you're busy, can I have the kids? And if neither of us can do it, let's work with the babysitters and stuff. That's what a sensible, reasonable person would have said. And even if man would have said no, at least you would have approached it like a sensible person. But Martel is not sensible. He has no sense. He's stupid. Absolutely. So, boy, boy, Martel, fuck you. Oh, my exactly. goddamn TV screen. Talking about, I don't and know. The, who, and the previews for the rest of the season look spicy. Look like Mel getting engaged or some shit. Martel fucking up the engagement party. <laughs> Wanda and uh Miss Wanda and male mama going at it, and Tisha grabbing male mama and male mama about to fly off on Tisha. Oh, and Martel mama getting into it with male and cussing destiny out. It looked like it's finna to get spicy. That's one thing about Huntsville. I think it's one thing about Huntsville. Like, of all the shows that we watch, it probably is the closest to authenticity of mess that we have. Absolutely. Which, to be honest, I'm here. Listen, I'm here for all the yelling and screaming because I just, I'm just tired of it being always Martell and, and Mel. Yeah, I want everybody else to fight too. Exactly. And also, and also, I just want to say this because we haven't said it, but I feel like it bears repeating every time we record. Get Tiffany and Lurch off this goddamn show. Yeah. I'm still mad that Tiffany got dressed up in a church dress. <laughs> she ought to dress like Mary Cosby. Oh, God. Which, perfect segue. Let's move on to Salt Lake City. Uh... Jen Shaw, you are a fucking basket case, man. Ain't no fucking way <laughs> it should have taken all of this to get you to acknowledge what Meredith was saying. If you got somebody else running your social media accounts, which is not out the ordinary, but I don't know why you do. You ain't nothing but a fucking scammer. You ain't got nothing but time and fucking space and opportunity to run your own social media accounts. Right, run your own But either scammers. way, you got somebody else running your social media accounts and they're they are leaving a trail of hate when they are doing it. Why wouldn't you not step in and correct that? Right. Like, even if it's not you, which is, you know, most likely a lie. But let's, you know, say for the sake of argument it is. And I said this in the pregame. If it's not you and somebody is running your account and they are promoting hate, instead of being defensive about it, 
why not step in and remove, say, a person from running your account and scrubbing the trail of the trail of hate that they have left on your account? Like, it seems like a simple fix to me. Yeah, me too. So, like, listen, when that motherfucker... One thing about Jen Shaw, boy, she's going to perform. When that motherfucker said, you can't keep blaming everything on me. I was like, but you keep doing everything. So, like, <laughs> like people would not blame everything on you if you were not doing everything. Absolutely. Or doing nothing to take accountability for things that is going on that has your name attached to it. Sonny, if little Tommy <laughs> had two apples, God damn. <laughs> Boy, y'all ain't got shit rolling around in them heads on that boy. God damn. Well, we did get come to some resolution, whether it's real or not, and that is that uh, she apologized finally, and she says she's gonna apologize to Brooks if he's receptive to it. And then, which, based uh, on the previews, <laughs> Based on the previews, Brooks is like, girl, you playing in my damn face. <laughs> but continue, friend. Yeah, and then go from there. Um, but let's get to this. Let's get to this new the new addition to the show. And because she she brought havoc, chaos, calamity, and every fucking thing else. While I Miss, while I'm not raising her voice and sounding like a damn librarian. Miss motherfucking Angie. Miss Angie, Miss Angie. <laughs> Sister Angie, Miss Angie. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. We got Angie and she cut the fuck up. I was pleased. So, so Angie is Whitney's friend and also Lisa's friend. And apparently Whitney and Angie might be related. Maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe. I don't know, girl. Um, but <laughs> come on, friend. So Angie and was it Angie and her husband? Was it a day event? Yeah. It was hey. like a casino night at their house. Yes, they having a casino night. Uh, they dedicating it to their transgender child, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, and so she is inviting all the girls, um, including Whitney. And when Lisa, when Miss Lisa told Angie a day or so prior that she was going to be inviting Whitney, she she was like, you know, me and Whitney, you know, we don't have the best relationship, but you can be friends with whoever you want. Then Angie says, five hours later after that conversation, she gets a call from the catering company of said event, who is also coincidentally uh, not only friends, but also business partners with one Lisa Barlow, um, saying that we just can't do the event, girl. So things came up, you know, it's not really our type of scene. You know, we just can't do it, which on which honestly is kind of a dumb business move on their part, because especially with the theme of the um the event and what it's dedicated to, you really want to like risk like your business being like we don't support trans people like that just that just seems dumb on my on, for me personally. But, you know, whatever. Um, 
And Whitney said, I may, I might be blonde, but I'm not dumb. Lisa absolutely has something to do with them not being there. She's trying to sabotage Angie's event. To which I said, and my friend said, you know, we were talking about this in the pregame. Absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely what the fuck happened. Yep. I absolutely agree. And my friend covered it right. The the thing, and then when Angie asked Lisa about it, she had a fucking melt down. Theater. Hold on, I ain't said <clears throat> hold on, I ain't said it in a minute. She gave us theater. <laughs> she had a total she had a total melt down melt down and then and then tried to bring Jen and Meredith into it because Angie was like literally everything was okay until you found out that I was building a friendship with Whitney and it's almost like you, I can't be friends with Whitney and be friends with you without there being some chaos. Right. And she was like, but aren't you friends with, uh, aren't you friends with, with uh, Jen and Meredith and, Mer- and they don't get along? And I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to lie though. When Jen, uh, when Jen overheard that and she was there, when she was like, I don't know why these bitches fighting, but at least it's not like, about me. I, she was like, now why am I in this? Right, and that's the one time I actually agree with Jen Shaw. Because <laughs> I, too, had the same reaction. I'm like, but see, but see, this is also why Jen and Lisa have kind of formed a bond because they both bullshitters and they love to deflect. Because Lisa only brought that shit up because Angie was holding her feet to the fire because she knew good and goddamn well that shit at, at best looked shady. At worst, you know full damn well you were trying to sabotage that woman event. Yep. And you was getting called out on it. You wasn't. And Whitney and her damn confessionals with the commentary about everything that uh, Lisa was doing was had me I was down bad laughing. But she said when Lisa, what she said when Lisa's crying, that means she's got caught in a lie and she's trying to think of some way to deflect and get out of it. I was like, I'll be damned. Not a lie was told. Not a lie was told. And my thing is, Lisa, I don't now, friend, refresh my memory. Because you know I'll be forgetting you. Um, Lisa really don't have a reason to be mad at Whitney. She don't. Other than the fact that Lisa, that Whitney continues to call Lisa out on her shit like she was doing in the confessional. That's all this was about. And, okay, because I'm just literally like... nothing more, nothing less. She called, she was calling Lisa out on the reunion last season, and Lisa has been holding the grudge since. And because it was Whitney who said Lisa loves talking down on the other ladies, which is not a lie. Which again, my friend and my friend, you called it out even when I was trying to give Whitney Grace. But even with the whole gifting you, you mean Lisa? Vodka, yeah, Lisa. We, even with the whole gifting you vodka or tequila and bartenders for your vow renewal, you kind of it was like you did it out like she was some type of charity case. Yeah, she. And yeah. then when she spoke up about how your uh about how the bartenders 
were like was tearing her fucking house up you jumped a gun like i gifted those to you you broke bitch yeah that's exactly the energy she gave her. like she didn't say it in those words of course but that's absolutely the energy that she gave it off like you should be thankful you should be thankful that my bartenders tore up your house um excuse me bitch you don't pay rent here yep so and she yeah and she and see that's why i asked like did whitney do something to you because all this energy you have for whitney and to the best of my knowledge the only thing whitney has done has been like stand up in your shit and stop being a shitty friend which you should stop. You should stand up in your shit and stop being a, a shitty friend, Lisa. So I don't understand what the problem is. I I too am have confusion here. And you wonder why Meredith be on your ass. I don't think Lisa and Meredith's friendship will sustain through the season. I agree. Well, that was it. That was, I don't that think was it's going to it. sustain. And I also like I like I'm telling you like I know I'm gonna say but like her Lisa I mean her and Jen just all of a sudden becoming so chummy these last one and a half years is weird as fuck. Yep. And I feel like ever since then, like Meredith has just been moving away from Lisa because I too like. Girl, ain't no, cause, cause the other thing that Lisa keeps trying to do, or what she was trying to do, um, and I think was it Janine? It was either Janine or maybe it might have been Janine or she even just married herself. Lisa keeps trying to like, oh, both of y'all did something wrong to each other. No, the hell, Meredith ain't do a goddamn thing wrong to uh, Jen Shaw. Exactly. And neither did Brooks. Brooks ain't do a goddamn thing to Jen Shaw. Nope. So this false equivalency of both of you need healing. No, Jen needs to stop being a piece of shit. Exactly. And was it was it Whitney or Angie that brought up like, why are you always defending Jen? Like, what is the goal? What is the motivation? Yeah, I forgot who it was, but they did. They called Lisa Barlow all the way to the carpet. And just so y'all know, this is a Lisa Barlow hate account. This is a Lisa Barlow hate podcast. This is a fuck Lisa <laughs> Barlow. Uh, anything you can do with it. Okay. So, I mean, that was it. Nothing else really went on that was worth talking about outside of that. Um, motherfuckers was climbing over banisters to avoid uh, Jen Shah. And again, oh yeah, let's talk about this and then we'll get out of here and, and let y'all go about y'all beautiful Sunday. Um, even when Jen and Mary sat down, it was like deja vu. Yet again, Mary is having, somebody is having to tell Jen, stop talking about me behind my back. Stop talking shit about me on social media. So at this point, we've had, Jen has had this conversation with Meredith regarding Brooks. Heather has had this conversation with Jen. And Mary has had this conversation with Jen, but you want us to believe that it's it's just the person on your that's running your social media? No, baby, that's you. Mm-hmm. But it's easy for you to throw that that non non-existent person under the bus. They don't exist. <laughs> she can't even put a name on them. She can't even. She won't even be like, "Oh yeah, Greg runs my social media. I'm gonna get on him." She just keeps saying the person that runs my social media accounts. They don't even have a name or a fucking face. Because <laughs> they don't exist. Because how in the they world? They don't exist. 
I know where somebody run your shit, but we don't have, we don't know, you don't know who the fuck somebody who, not even that person, like any, like you said, like something that's specific that that's identifiable, just that that person. All right, girl. Okay, <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, issue, Jen, and three out of the however many women have had to have this conversation with you now. It's you. It's you. Um, but that's it. We're going to be back next week with more mess, more chaos, more calamity. Be sure to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com uh, slash flawless noises. Red noise level $5 gets you everything you want. But you might want to you might want to go ahead and get ready to bump yourself up to the blue level because me, Jeremy and I are about to take Ratchet Ramblings to the abyss. So get ready for that. We're going to amp it up a little bit and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace, Douglas. Peace.